Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. FDIC, equal housing lender. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Now, Rick, a pleasure. The last couple of Monday nights, we have enjoyed both Christmas and New Year's. So we've not yes. been able to visit with... Landon Leach, better known as QB Time. Oh. Yeah, we got Landon with us tonight. I wanted to uh, get Landon and get his thoughts about not only what is going on in the transfer portal concerning Arkansas football Razorbacks, but there were a couple of games that were played uh, this past Monday called the semifinals of the college football playoffs. Let's get his thoughts on that combined with the matchup on Monday night between Washington and uh, who are they playing? Uh, I don't even like like to say their name, but anyway. The Michigan Wolverines. Happy holidays to you, uh, Landon. You as well. Hope y'all had a good one. We did. And of course, last Monday, Randy was talking about one of the great things about the New Year's Day was watching those games. Yeah, I made the case Tuesday, Landon. You can totally disagree with me, as Randy does. I think those semifinals were a great case for leaving it at four teams because you had four really good teams. They played two games that came down to the last play. We have seen in recent years, even the semifinal games haven't been that good. But this year they were. And um, I cannot imagine adding games to that. But what did you think of the two games Monday? Yeah, they were they were incredible games. It's funny you say that because I've had this same argument with uh, with several of my buddies, and uh, I'm with you. I, I wish it would stay at four, maybe six teams max. Uh, the reason being is, like you said, the blowouts that we've seen in the semis uh, most years. Uh, and, and honestly, there's usually not more than five teams uh, that – have a chance to win it all. Uh, usually there's that argument of, yeah, this one team was left out. And this year, I guess you could say that there were two. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm really not for the 12-team the uh, playoff because I think, you know, now you get those two buys and then you get uh, several blowouts that, that uh, won't be, you know, even much of a game. But uh, for the, the fan, I mean, if you want to watch those games, you want more ball. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, the the thing that I'm concerned most about, though, is now you got these college kids that are playing 15, 16 games. Mm-hmm. That, that's just their yeah. bodies aren't ready for that, in, in my opinion. Well, think uh, about it. If and, you're, you're uh, seated 5 through 12 next year, if you're seated 5 through 12 and you play in your conference championship game to win the championship or play for it, you're going to play 17 games. That's an NFL regular okay, season. I, yeah. That's an NFL. Right. If, if you're not in the top four, you could play 17 games. That's an NFL regular season. Yep. And now, now just think about the uh, transfer portal uh, when you bring in these extra games. Because right now you give what five days from your final game. These guys that played, you know, January 1st got five days enter the portal. So now you've got 12 teams that players are waiting. Uh, to see if they're going to transfer. So now these coaches are put in an even worse situation, uh, deciding, you know, who I'm going to have back, 
who do I hold open spots for and, and try and get in here. Uh, you know, it puts everything in a difficult situation, but, hey, it brings more games, and, and it's all about money these days. See, Randy, we need to have Landon on more often. That, that's really good. I because agree. he agrees with you. That's right. But, think, but think, think about this, guys. Here's the way it should have played out. And it's Georgia's fault for losing to Alabama. Yep. Georgia played its poorest mm-hmm. game of the year against Alabama. If they win that yep. game, the four teams are Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. Because the only reason Alabama got in by beating Georgia, but if you put Alabama in, you had to put Texas in because they beat Alabama. If if Georgia right. had beaten Alabama, neither Texas nor Alabama would have been in. You'd have had four unbeatens, and nobody could have argued anything. As it was, Florida State yep. humiliated itself by the way it played and by guys <laughs> not playing in the bowl game. Well, and it's funny, you know, they say, well, we had 28 off there, you know, off-bounce transfers. Well, Georgia had just as many, and uh, several of their key players, too. So no, George, uh, that kind of works both of, ways. No, no, most of Georgia's played, but that's the humiliating thing for Florida. Florida State, they're undefeated, they're playing Georgia, and they couldn't talk over 20 of their players into playing, some of them for playing. That That's ridiculous. Yeah, either, trans- yeah. <clears throat> either going in the transfer portal yeah. or declaring, which I'm yeah, not sure how many did declare for the NFL draft, right. but... Uh, that's that's. Uh, but think about it. If they if they'd have been number four, all those guys would have played, including the guys going to the NFL. How many guys from Alabama, as soon as that game was over, immediately said we're going to the NFL? They got bunches yep, of them. At least four, if not more. Right. But they played in the game. Yep. Right. No, it is a it is a it it's a I, I I've heard so many different uh, suggestions on how to stop or slow down some of this. Uh, opting out, but I think the only way that you can do it is either tie it in with their NIL agreement. If there is a game on the schedule that is to be played, whether it's in the bowl season or if it only goes through the end of the regular season, if you want to fulfill it and get all the money that you uh, are to receive, you've got to play in all of the games that is on the schedule. Got to hold you, half, hold half your NIL money yeah. until the season's over. Yeah, and that way you get you get it spread out. But let's say let's say you make three hundred thousand dollars, you get one hundred fifty thousand, which is a lot of money during the course of the year. But you don't get the other one hundred fifty if you don't play in the last game. Correct. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, Papa Red's asking this question by way of the Gangster Museum of America Life in feedback. Papa Red says, I hope I read this uh, like he wants to say it because I'm not sure all the words. Anyway, Randy, if I have a scholarship to the Hogs, can they take it away because I don't get on the field? Now, I'm assuming that's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, This player has gone through the entire season, and he decides he doesn't want to uh, get on the playing field. Well, the only problem with that, uh, Papa Hog, that scholarship has pretty much been used up for the first semester by the time a bowl game would come around. And uh, so the money's already been paid uh, towards that scholarship. Now, if you're saying during the regular season and he says, I'm not going on the play, I'm not getting out there, then yeah, they could pull it right then. Yeah. And um, for refusal to uh, play. So. Okay. I'm not sure that's what you're exactly asking. but So, Landon, let's get back to uh, the game Monday night. After you watch both the, every, all the games on Monday, do you think – I think Washington's got the offense that could score on Michigan. Have they got a defense that can stop them? Yeah, so that I think that that's my biggest concern for Washington going into the game. I felt like, uh, you know, if Texas would have – now, I know they put up a lot of points, but I think if Texas would have stuck with the run a little bit more uh, and established that ground game and kept their defense off the field a little bit, I think it would have given them a much better chance because I'm pretty sure they were running to the four or five, six-yard clip, uh, and, and I thought they got a little too air raid happy. Uh, so that's my concern with Washington going in the game is how well do they do uh, stopping the run. Uh, and, you know, in the Pac-12, they, they see a lot of pass-first uh, offenses. So, 
uh, you know, Michigan has big maulers up front. Uh, so it, that's going to be the challenge for sure for Washington uh, is being able to stop the run. Now, I, I tell you what, I was just enamored with, with Kinnick and uh, his ball placement. And, uh, and I tell you what, I didn't realize the arm strength that he had as well. Uh, and I think it's because he throws such a pretty catchable ball. Uh, but I'm telling you, he's dipped a couple in, you know, between safeties and linebackers. And uh, so I think it's going to be a good ball game. I do. Uh, I think you definitely, I would give Michigan the edge just because, uh, as they say, defense wins championships. And I tell you what, that defense they got is pretty dang south. Yeah. It is being said, Landon, and I, it's hard to say this, but I've, I've been. Okay, I'm, I'm going to repeat. <laughs> I'm going to repeat what the uh, so-called experts are saying that when it's all said and done, maybe the best football conference this year ended up being the Pac-12. Do you agree with that? Uh, I mean, you can make arguments for it. I, I say maybe you know. Uh, I don't know. You put their top two teams against the top two, and you know other conferences, I, I still think and again, it like you said, Georgia made a mistake by playing their worst game against Alabama. I think you put Georgia in there and they wear any of those three teams out that were, you know, in those games. Um, and so, you know, it's easy to say, you know, now that they've got that, but uh, you know, I still think it's top heavy. I think you got Oregon and Washington, basically. Um, you know, I know Arizona looked good. I know uh who else was there? Oregon State uh, had a good Oregon year. State, Oregon yep. State, yeah. UCLA uh, went bowling. USC Utah went bowling. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, again, you have a lot of, you know, good teams, but I think that speaks a little bit to parity of football now uh, with the portal. And uh, But I do think that, you know, if you put – I also think that Alabama played a really bad football game the other day as well, uh, offensively. Uh, and it shows you, you know, it just – Gave me nightmares watching their center try and snap the. Oh they my just gosh! Reminded me of, of Arkansas yep. so many times, and it just yep. shows you how important that is. It's something that's taken so much for granted in football, and uh, and it, it, I remember thinking whenever he uh, snapped the one around midfield for a big loss early mm-hmm. in the game, I said, and as the second one, I said, man, I'm I'm afraid he's going to make a, something that's going to cost them the game later, and sure enough. You know, they had, I still, I feel like, uh, you know, they still had either option. They had the swing route or they had the run with the defense being, being so far upfield. Uh, but it just shows you with the bad snap, you know, as a quarterback, sometimes you just overreact and, uh, you know, it, it costs them the ball game. Timing is, I mean, it's absolutely critical. And uh, you no. throw that timing off with a bad snap and, Again, you said that we saw it too often with Arkansas. Uh, what a low snap or bad snap or high snap or whatever it may have been. Just even if the quarterback was able to corral it, still threw off the timing of the play. And uh, a lot of times, particularly when Alabama's offensive line, Landon, was getting mauled. You're talking about the maulers on the offensive side. There was maulers on the defensive side for Michigan that even at times with good snaps, they were still mauling the the Alabama offensive line. I'm not sure under Nick Saban, has he ever had an offensive line that turned out to be this bad? I cannot think of one. It's most sacks they've given no, in, in a long time. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's been a long, like you said, it's been a long time and you know what? That, but that's what's amazing about Saban is, you know, early in the year, they looked off and they were getting. They were the only one, other than Arkansas. You know that. Well, I'll say there's a, but they had a worse offense line early on than Arkansas did. Mm-hmm. And um, you know they made adjustments and uh, they became much better. And that just shows you what a great job they did. But when you have the elite talent that Michigan had, uh, it did show up you know, their weaknesses showed up. And that's what surprised me. You know, I I was talking to some buddies during the SEC championship game, and I said, you know, Georgia doesn't have that defensive front 
that's just dominating like they have the last couple of years. They're good, but they're not dominating. So I, I felt like Alabama held up fine. But tell you what, that Michigan, like you said, defensive line they had, it's the first time that I had seen in a while a Big Ten school look like they not only big, but athletic as well. A 55 was a stud on Monday. He may not be a stud in every game, but Monday, they couldn't handle 55. I don't. Even, I, I apologize for not knowing his name. I just know his number. Yeah, and, and even as good that shows you there, you know, even as good as that true freshman is, that shows you still a true freshman playing big time football. You know, the left tackle for Bama. Do you wonder? So, and, uh, and and this is something we 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 don't know because we're not in that environment, but. Jim Harbaugh is likely coaching his last game at Michigan, and and players leave after every year too. How, are they so grouped together that they just don't care about any of that, and that that won't be a factor on Monday? Or is that in anybody's back of anybody's mind? What do you think on that? You know, I think most teams, yeah, absolutely, it would be. But I think what this is three straight years this has happened with Harbaugh, uh, yeah. where they're talking about the NFL. Uh, and then also what they've gone through this year with Harbaugh being suspended twice, you know, I guess, what, six of the games or five yeah. of the games, yeah, whatever six. it was. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they've been without him. Uh, he's still there game planning. Uh, and I think, you know, with it being the national championship, uh, you know, you would hope that, you know, their focus is directly on that. Um, but in most years, in most cases, yeah, absolutely. I would think that it would take their – attention away from it, but like, as I mentioned, with everything they've gone through, and then, uh, you know, with Harbaugh uh, flirting with the NFL for, uh, you know, two straight years, maybe it doesn't affect them as much as it would a normal team. Alright, Bart, you, you, Bart, uh, Landon, you talk about, but use the term portal, and how it is, it is bringing a lot of parity uh, to college football. Arkansas, has had what's turned out to be a super productive week. How do you feel like Arkansas is doing in the transfer portal, and do you feel like Arkansas is addressing some of their needs? Well, I think it's the, you know, I think that my feeling is that too many times, you know, Dittman has felt like he can always make an offensive line. He can always find the best players. You know, he, he can make it work and that he's addressed the defensive line the last couple years, um, that, you know, he's addressed the defense, maybe a couple skill position, uh, positions, but this year he's really going after the offensive line, and uh, and I really think that that's going to make a huge difference, uh, you know, with this team and with uh, Petrino coming back. Uh, you know, now you've got a lot of competition. You've got, what, Carmona and Carly Blackstock at left tackle, uh, left guard, you got a little bit. You've got Harris. You're hoping that I'm not even going to say. I'm just going to call him Maz. The kid from Florida ends up committing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you got uh, Nichols, hopefully from Tennessee. This and uh, Wiggins at center. You got Tudis and uh, Braun at right guard. And then you know, right now things are looking like it's going to come down to us and. Auburn for the Perry kid out of Mississippi, and then you got or Mississippi State, and then you got Chamblee. So now you got true competition at every position, um, and and you look like an offensive line. Last year, I was blown away at how small. When I was down on the field for a game, I could not believe how small the legs were on some of our interior linemen uh, compared to a typical SEC offensive line. And uh, so I think addressing that, yes, is huge. Um, you know, wide receiver position, you bring in a, a speedster, you, uh, thank goodness, you know, I heard a lot of rumblings about Satania maybe entering the portal. Uh, so glad that he didn't because I think he can, we've said many times, we think he can be a key in this offense. Uh, and then you got Armstrong and Tesla on the outside, some big receivers. Uh, so I think that they're really set up on the offense, uh, especially if they can get one or two more offensive linemen. Uh, and then you've got to love Jaquindon, uh Jackson, I believe, the running back from Utah. Uh, so now your running back uh, group looks a lot better, uh, and I we have two good, two or three good ones. But you know, they, you never know one one game you can lose two backs, is, mm-hmm. you know, to an ankle or whatever. So 
really like what they've done offensively. Now we just got a huge commitment from the Albany defensive end uh, that, you know, Texas A&M wanted, Syracuse wanted. And I know that people kind of laugh at Syracuse, but they've got the uh, D-back coach from Georgia who's gotten three or four transfers from Georgia and Kentucky and Florida and some big schools. So uh, they're doing a great job in the portal. Um, and, uh, you know, you – I worry a little bit about linebacker, but we, you know, we run a four-two-five, so uh, you're, you're only playing two linebackers. So I uh, really like what they're doing in the portal, um, and uh, you know, we've brought in a quarterback. So I do think they're doing a good job. But I tell you what has made the difference is is the edge. Uh, they finally, we've talked about, they finally made it easier for the the normal fan to donate a little money here and there. And, uh, and it's showing in big ways. You know, one of the things, Landon, that uh, Trey Bidius has said several times, and, oh, Arkansas is addressing their needs and they're getting better through the portal, but so are the other teams. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think sometimes it's almost like you have to go apples to apples uh, in regards – Okay, forget sometimes who may have offered a young man uh, in this process, but mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, okay, how does how does that defensive end from Albany, how's he going to stack up with uh, one of the better defensive ends in the SEC? Is that apples to apples? Or can he go up against, uh, if he is a... Uh, Right defensive end, is he going to be going up against the left tackle? Is he capable of dominating or being able to uh, uh, defeat, if you will, the premier left tackles that you're going to see in the SEC? Uh, Landon, are you going to hang on or are you going to run? Uh, I can hang on for one more segment. All right, hang tight. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Monday's going to be a good day in the zone. we got the national championship game to break down between Michigan and Washington. Plus, a loaded weekend in the NFL. We'll know the playoff matchups. Clint Sterner will join us at 1030, thanks to Chris Crane Hyundai. We'll get his thoughts on the NFL over the weekend. Plus, Arkansas-Auburn, first SEC game in the books. All that and much more coming up Monday in the zone. It's where sports and entertainment come crashing together. It's Justin Acre for Serta Pro Painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Serta Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Serta Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Serta Pro. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Eat My Catfish, your favorite place for po'boys, shrimp, chicken, crawfish, and so much more, including, of course, catfish, is back open for business in the Breckenridge Village Shopping Center starting Tuesday. And you're invited to help celebrate the grand reopening as the Zone broadcasts live from there starting at 10. There'll be a ribbon cutting, door prizes, and giveaways, as well as a chance to win a catering valued at $250. It's a celebration that you won't want to miss. It's a celebration that you won't want to miss. The official reopening for Eat My Catfish at Breckenridge with the Zone and 103. If you're interested in continuing your involvement in high school athletics and want to make some extra money, what better way to do so than by becoming an official? For information on how you can give back to student-athletes in Arkansas, please contact us at 501-955-2500. Again, that's 501-955-2500. The Arkansas Activities Association is looking for sports officials, and you may be the answer. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine. QC Kinetics, a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing process 
properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help, who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, Our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agents Richard Yeager or Jason Daly in Little Rock or agent Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. Chosen as one of Arkansas's best places to work eight years in a row, Rainwater Holden Sexton is hiring premier paralegals and legal assistants with an emphasis on bilingual Spanish-speaking candidates at all locations. Rainwater Holden Sexton's mission is to compassionately represent injured and disabled Arkansans. With generous benefits and competitive pay, Rainwater Holton Sexton is a destination employer hiring the best. We're also seeking bilingual Spanish-speaking attorneys to join our team. Apply today at callrainwater.com. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be rejoined by Landon Leach, QB Time, here on the Buzz Radio Network. Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney Chevrolet. You're talking about, it's like a program. It's like one of those blue bloods. It's been around forever. Since 1957, in fact. And it's a family-owned business. This is a business that has supported its community through different endeavors over the years. You may remember for years. Maybe, uh, I, I don't know if American Legion is still as strong as it once was. Uh, American Legion Baseball was in Jacksonville, but... Watney Chevrolet was always there sponsoring the Jacksonville American Legion program and supported the Jacksonville schools in so many different ways. And they are doing it the right way. And the reason why they do it the right way, because they offer first-class customer service from the moment you walk through the door. And they have award-winning sales and service. They have a comfortable, new, state-of-the-art showroom that includes a white Corvette. Woo! Brand new one. A new owner's clinic after the sale, a drop-off, and a shuttle service. Convenient Saturday service hours after 7 a.m. until noon. And then, once again, it is family-owned since 1957. That's Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Chevrolet find new roads. Back again, Landon Leach, QB time here on the Buzz Radio Network. Uh, I don't know if you're pulling, Landon, for either team, meaning Michigan or Washington, but this was a poll in which there were 200 in 50,000 tweets that were tracked. That is, which team did they support? And this was when there were still four. Michigan led the way with 35 states. Alabama, eight. Texas, four. Washington, three. And of the other two beside the state of Washington, Alaska and Idaho. When I looked at the map, I was looking at it in regards, where did Arkansas, where, which, which way did Arkansas trend? Alabama. Yeah. 
Texas, and I'm really surprised at this, Texas trended in the direction of Oklahoma. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I would have thought Oklahoma would have done that. New Mexico and Oregon. Oregon? Huh. And uh, Alabama mentioned Alabama, eight. Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Ohio, South Carolina, and Tennessee. So pretty well dominated in the South. But you notice one state that was left out? Florida and Georgia. They were supporting Michigan. Now, Florida could somewhat understand because of all the retirees uh, from Michigan. Wanting to get away from the cold, get into the warm weather. But I didn't expect, nevertheless, Georgia? Why are you not? No. Why are you not supporting your SEC brother? But uh, anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. That uh, yeah, I mean, and I really don't have a rooting interest. I mean, I <clears throat> I don't know for some reason I don't like Michigan. Uh, I don't have a reason for it. I think it's what was it back in '98 they beat us in. Uh, was it '98 when they beat us yeah, in the Citrus, Citrus Bowl? Bowl? Yep. Yeah. So I think I think that's kind of. Yeah, I think that's kind of why I don't like them. I don't know. Um, but I also kind of like this underdog story of what Washington, you know, was two years ago they win three or four games, and, and now here they are. So, you know, it, it gives people hope. And, um, you know, it's all of a sudden someone comes out of nowhere and and uh, wins the national championship, and now all these other teams can try and go out and sell those things that, hey, we're just a few pieces away. Come help us out. And, uh so I think that's why I lean that way more than anything. Am I missing something landing on Penix? Why he's not being mentioned the same breath with uh, Caleb Williams and some others? And I'm talking about in regards uh, Drew Maine, the uh, the quarterback yeah, from North Carolina. There's, yeah, there's there's two reasons for that. Uh, the main one is he's had two ACL injuries. Um, and then the other one is, is his throwing motion. Uh, you know, he, he throws, uh, from a low throwing. And again, that doesn't bother me, but I'm telling you why these NFL scouts are okay. saying these things, yeah. uh, and, and doing the way that they are, uh, is, is he, you know, he, he's more of a kind of like the, uh, green kid we bring in. He throws a lot like Vince Young, uh, more at the shoulder pad level than the high release. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he's had two torn ACLs, I, I believe, or maybe three, and I believe two of them are in the same knee uh, while he is at Indiana. So, uh, you know, GMs are scared of taking those guys in the top five and, you know, tearing another knee up and saying, why in the world would you take a guy that, you know, already had two ACL injuries? So, uh, that to me, that's the only reason you're seeing it. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, no, that's the only reason, because I was trying to think who he's in there with, and the other ones are all straight out of shotgun as well. So, um, But, yeah, those are the reasons, in my opinion, why you're seeing that. Well, when you you think about it, uh, I say think about it, but if he gets out, of the, if he's not drafted in the first round, from the second round on this, I would think this guy would be a steal on the other hand. Yeah, and in my opinion, uh, you know, I hadn't watched May as much, but you know, to me, when you watch him and Williams, yeah, Williams is a generational talent. But what I like about Penix is you see the guy want, go one, two, three, four in his reads, or he understands the coverage. Most of the plays you see Williams make that are big-time plays, they're after one and two aren't open, and then he scrambles around for 15, 20 seconds and then makes a, you know, a big-time throw. Um, so I do feel like that uh, you've got a guy in Penix that's more polished uh, coming in. Uh, is he, you know, a, a Williams? You know, does Williams have more potential? Absolutely. But I, you know, if I, I feel like that some of these uh, NFL teams they they get enamored uh, by athletic ability, arm strength, uh, those type of things, and that's where the game's going more so now. Uh, but I would take the guy that I know can read a coverage. He can 
learn the, the the terminology and then I tell you what, his ball placement is something that I hadn't seen from a college quarterback in a long time, especially with the arm strength that he has. I don't know what the numbers are, but his accuracy from twenty five yards plus down the field, it seemed like it's a hundred percent. And I know it's not a hundred percent. But Man, some of those sideline throws he was making 35 and 40 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking dropping it in the bread basket. And With the re- well-covered receivers. Yeah. yeah. Very well-covered yeah. receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and this is what, a, and I don't mean this in a negative way, this is what a lot of uh, just people that watch football don't understand is, is we talk about different level throws. So you, it's level ones where you drive it in, you know, it's like a stick route. Two is over someone sticking it in a, a zone somewhere. Three is a little, you know, little bit higher, but you know, still has something on it. And then four is just the touch pass, letting it go, throwing the deep ball. And he has every one of them. And not many quarterbacks have that. And uh, so, even with his touch touch passes, that you know, for example, the one on the sideline uh, where he really stuck it in between a corner and a safety, has a level two throw yeah. that you know it, it did have some fire on it. But it also had to have the air to get it over the corner and drop it in under the safety, and that was just uh, that's the one that when I realized, and then I went back and watched. I was like, man, this guy, this guy has all the throws at all levels. Well, the other thing that I was impressed with, and you're talking about uh, either going through that second or third or maybe even fourth read, was his checkdowns. A couple of them were mm-hmm. actual checkdowns. Uh, some others. Uh, certainly were were called plays, but if the checkdown came to his left, as an example, he was able to pick up the blitz uh, that was coming from that left side, and he was able to hit that that uh, set down route by the receiver. He did it particularly with their big tight end. I was impressed with his checkdowns as much as I was at times his ability to throw the deep ball, Landon. Yeah, and, and listen, this is something that I've said many times, and, and this is not a shot at KJ. This is not a shot at, you know, anyone. But that just this is what, to run that type of offense, you have to have a quarterback that understands where they're unprotected, where they don't have protection at. So they don't they can't move the line there, but they know that guy's coming. Right. So where can I, where can I fit a throw in behind them to get them open and me not get hit or take a sack. And we didn't have that this year. And so in an Enos-type offense, that's why it looked like, my goodness, we never protect this guy. We never block this guy. Well, that guy's never going to be protected. I don't care what you do with your offensive line. (laughs) That's the quarterback's read to make happen. And he's got to get a receiver, but also the receiver has to read it. And it's what we call a hot route. And so if that guy comes, the receiver's supposed to be on hot, 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 and replacing where that guy's coming from. And, you know, the quarterback should see it too and, and, and just dump it off and get you three, four, five yards. And we've talked about that many times with, you know, first and, first and second downs, first and ten, second and ten. Get you, you know, if they bring that blitz, get you three, four, five yards and now get in third and manage, manageable and now make a play. Uh, so, yes, that – that just showed that he was in total control of his offenses. I guess is what I'm getting at. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I mean, it was it at times it was simply amazing. No panic. Uh, I I didn't realize he'd had multiple knee surgeries. I guess I wasn't uh, listening very closely to the commentators. They may have said that, but nevertheless, he didn't scramble much, if any. And I guess the times that he ran. He ran four or five yards, and if he saw a need to get down, he got down. He didn't waste any time, so that could have been the explanation there. Landon, thank you for stopping by and talking with us today. We look forward to talking with you on Monday when we go back into our normal routine. Thank you, Landon. Thank you. Landon Leach, QB Time.
Rick and I will come back and wrap it up in a moment. Community Federal Credit Union in their New Year's Auto Loan Special. Listen close. Offer ends January 31st. 3.99% interest on 22, 23, and 24 models. No payments for 90 days or up to 84 months financing. Don't delay. The Alcoa Community FCU New Year's Auto Loan Special with rates as low as 3.99% ends January 31st. Get pre-approved online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Serving Celine, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, they're problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. You've heard it here on the buzz several times. Gary Hill, MSS Oil, there hasn't been an oil man specialist like this since who shot JR? Well, we figured out who shot JR and he wasn't even shot. He was caught at Splash Car Wash getting an oil change, full detail, and wash. All the Ewings were there. JR, Sue Ellen, Bobby, Pam, Miss Ellie. Get your oil changed the next time you're at Splash and let them know JR, I mean Gary Hill, sent you. Call Gary Hill, MSS Oil at 501-200-7089. Companies are shifting their telephone systems to the cloud, and you should too. ESI eCloud PBX has everything you need. Features like work from anywhere, video calls, and advanced security tools make ESI eCloud PBX one of the best choices for any business. Opt out of the high cost of your traditional phone system and move to the cloud. Sign up for an online demo at nsgdv.com and get your system activated at no charge. Network Services Group. One call does it all. MNB is proud to be serving Central Arkansas. No matter where you are in life, it's nice to know you have a partner when it comes to banking. Whether it's buying that first home, growing your business, or planning for retirement, we understand that everyone's challenges are different. At MNB, we can guarantee a great personal banking experience. Let us work to help you with your next life moment. Stop into one of our many locations and let us show you what community banking is really like. Visit us online at mnbbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy. About jumped in there, Randy. Well, well, I was taking care of some other stuff, and uh, well, let's take I, care of something we need to talk about, and that is the perfect game rankings are out. It's the first one. There are five. There are four baseball polls now. Collegiate baseball has had a poll since 1959, but they're the guy that founded the publication, Lou Pavlik, has retired, and they're not going to have a poll this year. Really? No. So I think there's going to be USA Today, obviously, uh, Baseball America, D1 Baseball, and <clears throat> the baseball riders. So there's five polls this year instead of six. The first one's out, perfect game. Arkansas is number two. Wow. So Wake Forest is ranked number one. Arkansas is number two. But it's just it's the same as always. LSU's three, Florida's four, <laughs> then there's TCU, Vanderbilt is six, Texas A&M is seven, 
Texas, which will be in the league next year, is eight. Oregon State, who Arkansas plays this year, is nine, and Virginia ten. So you look at the top seven, and five of them are from the SEC, five of the top seven. And you think also Arkansas also plays Oregon State this year, so the Razorbacks have they play ten games against top ten teams. They also play South Carolina, ranked 13th. Auburn ranked 15th, Oklahoma State ranked 22nd. So if you're going to be number two, you got to beat a lot of good teams to stay there. It's a, it's a brutal league once again. Mm. And uh, Hayden Smith, was he not selected as a perfect, perfect game? Yep. First team, first first team, team All-America, that's right. All-American, so congratulations yep. to him. Yep. Um, now, we're still a little over a month away from the season starting, but that's that's the first poll to uh, to come out. This from our Gangster Museum of America live feed feedback. Gary said, how long will you be on your accessory transmitter signal horrible in Wooster? Uh, I'm not precise on that. Uh, I know it's not next week, uh, but I'm not sure the time frame. Um it's one of those deals. I'm not sure you're aware of this, Rick, but we have had a transmitter, uh, our major transmitter. It caught fire. In oh fact, yeah, as Gary was out doing some maintenance work on it, and um, it had been giving some off and on issues, and finally it said enough. He's enough. Now, I will say, I don't know what it cost back 28 years ago. But if you get 28 years out of a product, I think you pretty much get your money's worth. Um, and there was no sense trying to band-aid it. Uh, so we're going to get a brand new transmitter. And Gary is, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it uh, how quickly, but they in talking with the folks, it's my understanding, and I may not be getting this 100% correct, but he is going to try it. There's like, in simplistic terms, let's just say there were three bulbs. And one of the bulbs has gone bad. They're going to try to be, he's going to try to be able to tie the two together and that he believes is working correctly. But because the one that's blown out has taken the entire transmitter off the air, um, and I'm probably blowing this explanation totally. That's <laughs> okay. But um, it will be at reduced power, but it's going to be a heck of a lot better than the auxiliary transmitter. So keep your fingers crossed out there, Gary and others. Uh, when I'm getting texts from my wife complaining, she had to go to Cersei the other day and said, what's wrong? And I said, what's wrong? What are you talking about? She said, your signal it's really bad up here in Cersei. And I said, uh-oh, that must mean the transmitter is giving us fits again. So, as I said, 28 years, that's a great run. So, um, hopefully, the next transmitter that we get will last another 28 or more years. So, but how quickly that is accomplished, Gary, I would not, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to try to give you false hope that it could be done overnight so it's not going to happen that way um i do need to talk about double b's we kind of jumped into this segment but i do want to talk to you about double b's uh new year a uh, new month year doesn't matter it new month means new specials new promotions for you to take advantage of all the way from the two liter sun kiss to the mr pure 16 ounce 32-ounce Snapple, Rip It, Venom, my favorite, the Core Hydration Water, and I'm just naming a few. Two-liter Crush Mug, 28-ounce Gatorade G-Fit. I could go on and on. One-liter Brisk. That is one for $239, two for $3. What a bargain. Heck of a bargain. So... Go buy your local Double B's where you're going to gas it up using your Exxon credit card, and that way you can save $0.10 cents at the pump. You're going to be able to take advantage of the rewards card. You can save money at all purchases. 
and then you're going to get uh, great deals on a lot. I mean, a lot of different drink specials, Doritos specials, the Kuiper beef steaks. Not a special yet. Hopefully next month, because I'll load up again the two and a half, uh, two point three ounce honey buns. Right now they're a dollar. I like it when they're two for a dollar. It's double bees. Where you guess it, grab it and go. Make it double bees. Uh, let's see. This from the Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Nineteen sixty four. National Championship in football, 30 years later, 1994 Championship in basketball, 33, or 30 years later, the 2024 National Championship in baseball, finally. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be good? That, that would really be good. Dave Van Horn's been close. Arkansas has been close a couple times. Never won the National Championship. Stan wouldn't know what to talk about if Dave Van Horn actually led the Razorbacks to a national championship, <laughs> which he says isn't going to happen. So uh, it'd be great if it did. I, I, from everything I'm hearing, this pitching staff is really, really good. Uh, just think about this. Arkansas had the number one recruiting class in the country. Seven of the top 100 prospects showed up. They, they lost, what, four to the Major League Draft, and they signed. But seven of the top 100 prospects, including some pitchers, actually came. I have no idea what NIL was involved. I don't know any of that. I just know they're here. And so you think about the pitching, the pitchers that are back from last year, plus what they have this year, uh, this could be a really remarkable team. they got some good uh, position players in the transfer portal, a couple from Missouri, uh, we we heard uh, earlier this week Kevin was talking about uh, uh, four catchers on the team, including a couple really, 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 really good ones. So pretty exciting to see what's going to happen with uh, Arkansas baseball this year. And, it, and it, wouldn't it be great if they did win a national championship? Well, and you and you say this about every sport, and what you want is competition. You want your own competition. Not, necessarily the competition from your opponents but among your team that way you really have the best player hopefully at each position on your team and it was created because of competition so it sounds like they're going to have depth flexibility one of the catchers you're talking about uh kevin talked about him extensively is that his stick his bat's going to be in the lineup um and he thinks they're going to bring him along slowly catching wise but, I mean, there's so many options. Where are you going to play Peyton Holt? This kid's deserved yeah. an opportunity to start and play extensively. So it's, it's great to have that kind of competition that brings out the best in your team. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Buzz Animal Cruelty. Spay and new to your pet. Have a great, great weekend. Don't forget, tomorrow, 1230 Pre-game Arkansas-Auburn. Then later on, it's the Guatney Automotive post-game show. So long, everybody. I can't understand the food in your mouth. That'll put a smile on your face. I mean, serious, I can't understand a word you're saying. KABZ Little Rock. What's better than getting something for free? Winning. And with the five-buck bundle from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, you get the chance to do both. For five bucks, you get three tickets, a power